Welcome to the Arise Podcast. My name is Tanya Anderson. I'm the CEO at Arise, and it's my real pleasure to have with me today Mary Schwenke, who is our manager for Respite and Family Support Services. Welcome, Mary. Hello. Thank you for having me. So, Mary, like so many folks here that work at Arise, you have a personal connection to the work that we do. And I thought it would be fun for us to talk about that, even though at some point I really want to talk about the incredible work that you do in your role as an employee at Arise. Thank you. Um, Yes, I got my experience mostly from um, my personal life rather than anything I learned in a book um, to get my job here. So I am the caretaker of my sister who is 35 years old with Down syndrome. She has lived with me for the past six years. Uh, About two years ago, I became her legal guardian. I am still very grateful that my parents are still in the picture, but I take care of her day-to-day services um, in addition to all her medical appointments um, and just her staffing, everything. We live together, um, and it's just, she's, we call her the glue that holds our family together. And I've met Katrina, your sister, and she's um, she's a real joy. And she does seem like she would be the glue that would hold a lot of people together. And I know we've talked about just when she came into your life when you were all little and just what an impact that had on you as, as a sibling and also as a family. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so I'm number five out of six kids. Katrina is number six. And I was nine years old when she was born. So there's um, a large gap there. But because of that, um, even before Katrina was born, we had other friends of the family that had Down syndrome. Um, So I was familiar with it before Katrina was born and diagnosed. Um, We, so when she was born, we, because of the age difference, we were always included in her early intervention, her PT, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy from a very young age. And we were taught how to therapeutically play with her so that she got the most out of our time that we spent together, whether it was helping her roll over or um, using a yoga ball to gain core strength. We were always involved in the process from a young age. That's great. And some folks may not be familiar with what early intervention means. Can you explain that a little bit? So that's when a young infant or toddler receives a diagnosis of a developmental disability, and the services are actually started by uh, the therapist coming into your home and working with the children before they go to a special needs um, preschool or... um, school at that point right and when the therapist would come to the house did you get to witness the sessions as well yes yep so they were we had some great therapists we're actually still in touch with um, her original physical therapist um, you know 35 years later wow (laughs) Uh, so they taught us how to you know put her on a blanket and one person stands at the one end of the blanket and the other person holds the other end of the blanket and you're using the blanket to roll her back and forth so she got to learn what it was like to roll before she had the core strength to do so right 
And so she's getting therapy, but she really thinks she's playing with this very cool adult who's got a lot of fun things in her bag and her very cool big sister. Right. And we always thought that the therapists had the best toys. Because they do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so you got to do this play and... um, were your other siblings involved with this as well? Yeah, so the I have a brother and sister that are two years older than me. So we were, so they were eleven and I was nine. So that was the most of the time um, we were the ones playing with her. That's great. And when she, Katrina went to school, um, how did that work out as as uh, the bigger sisters and brothers in the family? So I remember having field trips to her to her preschool when we were in elementary school, just so that we could be familiar. We all, we went to a private school, so we did not have people with disabilities in our classrooms. Um, So we went on a field trip to her preschool and we saw how physical therapists and occupational therapists worked with everyone with um, varying disabilities. Great, and and I know that once um, a student with a disability goes into school, they have an individualized education plan, and that's just like what it sounds like, a plan of you know what they need in terms of supports or services to be successful. I can imagine that your, your mom and dad were very involved in that process, and probably you learned a lot in that as well. Yes. So I remember once I graduated high school, my mom started encouraging me to go to the um, – the meetings for the individualized education plan um, with the special education department at um, the local school district. So um, from the time I was 19 or 20, I uh, attended those meetings with my parents um, for Katrina until she graduated high school. And that's just amazing. My, you know, my daughter has a, a disability, and I've been at those Committee on Special Education meetings many, many, many times. And for a lot of family members, they can be pretty intimidating and tense because there's a lot of professionals around the table. There's a lot of lingo. There's a lot of acronyms. And the stakes are really high because the person you love is at the center of all of this, and you want to make sure that that person gets every single thing that she needs to be successful. Did you feel pressure? Did you just just want to get in there and fight for her? How did that work? So we didn't have a lot of fighting that I remember. My parents could tell you a different story. I'm not sure. But I remember going to the meetings and learning that she was learning our home phone number to a song. Katrina has always been... Um, geared towards music and loves anything with music. So they taught her our seven-digit home phone number to the tune of When the Saints Go Marching In. And Who I picked took the song? <laughs> the OT must have done it, or the speech therapist must have done it. But I remember taking that and then reinforcing it when we got home. So I was still, that was, you know, probably one of my first jobs <laughs> was um, following through on what she was learning in school and bringing that home and reinforcing it there. That's so cool. And it's so important to do that carryover so that, as you said, everything's reinforced. Mm -hmm. And then as also as part of the Committee on Special Education meetings, at a pretty early age, the family and the school start to talk about transition in terms of what's going to happen after Katrina graduates from high school. What's her life going to look like? Do you remember those conversations? I do. We 
learned early on that she would probably never hold um, paid employment. And my parents were okay with that, just so that it didn't affect her um, government benefits. So from she graduated with her class at 18, and then she went back for postgraduate work for those extra three years that she was allotted because of her disability. And during those three years, they actually set up volunteer jobs for her at a local um, nursing home where she would go in and she would bring the residents to and from activities, help set the table for lunch. Um, She also worked for a local candy company at one point where she was helping dry the molds that they would make the make the chocolate in or you know cutting the ribbon to tie the the bags closed Um, so all of those volunteer opportunities that she started actually started when she was finishing up high school and then they carried on to her day-to-day work work or volunteering um, once she graduated so uh, we've she's she has a very busy volunteer schedule. So I'm very interested in volunteering for the candy shop, and I really need to know if she was able to bring home samples to her big sister. She did, especially when we moved in together. It was um, None Better Candy Company. The Franciscan nuns um, ran the the chocolate shop, and when we moved in together, she came home with little house-shaped chocolates as a congratulation on um, us moving in together. Well, that's a very good perk, I can imagine. Yes. Um, I would have anyone move in with me that would bring me free chocolate every day. (laughs) So tell me about the decision to um, be roommates. So I was living in an apartment and was tired of apartment living, but as a single young woman, I couldn't afford a house by myself. So we looked at buying a house through an LLC just because uh, for liability purposes. Um, So we purchased a house and we moved in together. And instead of paying rent, I oversee her care. Um, So she pays the rent for the house. And um, it was just time. I was ready to get out of apartment living. My parents, um, like I said, are still with us, but they were getting tired. Um, They were in their 40s when Katrina was born. Um, So it was just time to have that transition, and it just worked out at a perfect time. We found a house two blocks from my parents, so they were still involved um, in that um, day-to-day life for the beginning. And then once uh, COVID hit, we found out that it was important to transition her guardianship So when she turned 18, my parents were granted guardianship of her. Um, Myself and a sister were backup guardians. Um, We had a lawyer tell us that it's easier to do it when your parents are still alive to transition guardianship so that they can um, back away. Um, They can choose to give up their guardianship rights. And then it was easy for me just to slide in there. And because of COVID, um, if one of us was to go out on disability or something like that, I didn't have that guardianship, so I wouldn't have the FMLA leave and all of that. Right. So that's why we did that um, two years ago for guardianship, and it's just worked out ever since. 
sounds like there's so much planning involved at every step of the way in your journey with Katrina. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, I think some parents underestimate their other children, the siblings, and their um, need or want to help with the individual with a disability. Um, it just it just fell into place that it was time um, for me to take over. And I know you're a very organized person, and I know that you have got every I dotted and T crossed in terms of Katrina's plans and her paperwork and all of that. And I also know that this is a real journey for your heart, that she's you're not doing your sister a favor. I mean, she's part of your life. She's your roommate. She's your little sister. Yeah. And I can imagine that the joy you give each other is so tremendous with the situation you have set up for yourselves. We laugh so much together. Um, it's to the point where you don't even see the disability in our relationship is what her staff members have told me. Uh, we got laughing the other day when it started to snow. She is not a cold person. She is warm. She's hot-blooded. She would live in shorts and T-shirts if we could. Um, she. So I yelled down to her that it was snowing, and her response was, no, N-O, no snow. She did not want to hear that it was snowing at all. So we just, and, you know, that story just goes day to day with each staff member that comes in and she got mad at me for saying the s word which is snow in her vocabulary um so we just we laugh all the time does she know that the snow is just starting yes yes you've broken that news to her yes and she will get through it she talks about may when her shorts and t-shirts can come back out i'm right there with her actually (laughs) (laughs) what would you say would be the greatest gift that um, living with Katrina has given to you? Um, it definitely gives me a purpose. Um, rather than just being, you know, single on my own in an apartment, um, she gives me a reason to wake up in the morning um, just to make sure that she gets the care that she needs and um, everything in her life is the way it should be. And I, just from knowing you, I think everything in your life is the way it should be because of her. And I know, you know, working with you and just knowing you for so long that, you know, what your experience with Katrina has formed you and made you the wonderful person that you are and the the advocate for the people that come to arise that um, we just really can depend on you, not just being solid and organized, but loving and open and, and and just open to every person that comes along. So thanks for everything you do, Thanks. Mary. I do try to keep the families, um, the whole family in mind when I'm working with someone with a disability. And you do it so well. Thanks so much, Mary. Thanks. For more information on how you can support Arise, visit our website at ariseinc.org. Support Arise. Support independence.